this episode of Winning with Beckwith, I am excited to have Adam Newman, CEO of OVM Financial, on the show. He's going to talk about how to build a company culture, whether it's a small business or a large business. So I hope you really like it. Welcome to this episode of Winning with Beckwith. I'm extremely excited to have Mr. Adam Newman on today. <laughs> He's very distinguished. Um, Adam is currently the CEO of OVM Financial and he's been CEO, we were just talking about this for about six years. Mm -hmm. So over the past six years, feels like a lot longer. It does. Under your leadership, uh, the company has grown to almost 300 employees and we have been on the Inc. fastest growing companies list for six years in a row, I believe. Does that sound right? Close to that? Six out of seven. Six out of seven, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to correct me a lot, probably. This is a common theme anytime we get together. So we have six out of the last seven years. So you started out as a CEO, and we've grown and been one of the fastest growing companies uh, in the country since you've been our CEO. So obviously, you get all the credit. No, I'm just kidding. And you would never take all the credit. I usually don't get any credit. <laughs> you don't because you do a good job, and we'll talk about this, of, of building a good team around you and creating a great company culture, which is a lot what we're going to talk about today. And so um, anytime we're, we're talking about company culture, obviously, we're, we're a pretty large company um, compared to some of the smaller entrepreneurs that we've talked about in previous episodes. But the same concepts will still apply, and we'll get into that. Um, but I'd love to kind of start out with a fun fact about Adam. Adam, <laughs> he's full of useless information. So if you didn't know that, I wanted to let you know that. Um, as an example, if you were going to uh, eat dinner anywhere in the country, maybe the world, and you ask Adam, hey, what's the best restaurant in Portland, Oregon? All right, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but he could probably tell you one of the oh, best restaurants. Oregon, but I can get, I can get you close. <laughs> <laughs> he can get you close. Somewhere in Oregon, probably, if it's not Portland, right off the top of his head. Uh, but he does have a lot of useless information. He also has useful information. Obviously, that's why he's been successful as the CEO here at OVM Financial. Um, but I'd love to kind of start out with asking you, like, tell us a little bit about your career. Like, when you started OVM, were you hired as a CEO? I was or, not hired as the CEO. Yes. There was one in place at the time. Um, he was one of the founders of OVM, um, Chip Simpkins. Um, actually, Chip, George, and Aaron, three of the original founders, hired me as a loan officer um, in 2010. January, I remember the day I interviewed, it was snowing. So uh, came in, they were all wearing ties and whatever. Of course, did, you I walk, did you walk to work? No, I didn't walk to work in the snow. Um, <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Um, but no, we, uh, I, I showed up, interviewed, um, and, uh, you know, I think I started the next week. Um, and it was, uh, I just started as a loan officer. Um, I knew Aaron, one of the other owners, um, for a little bit from a, a prior, prior career um, as a broker. And so we were we became fairly close quickly. Um, and actually went to start a branch in Chesapeake with Aaron after only being here a year. Um, and I kind of took the role as a branch manager. Aaron took the role more as the uh, recruiter and the originator. Um, and within uh, about 12 months of that Chesapeake branch being open, we um, had a, a lot of ops in our, uh, um, in our office, as well as a lot of loan officers, I think more than corporate had at the time, or about even. Um, and so slowly uh, my role evolved. Um, 
from more of a branch manager to kind of like a sales manager with a little bit of um, influence and roles in ops, um, just because I seem to understand some of those things. And I think um, as the company grew, the owners um, made a, a conscious decision um, that, uh, you know, in order to continue to grow, uh, it was probably, um, uh, I was a decent choice um, to uh, lead the company and to do <laughs> decent that. Decent choice. He's very, very yeah. humble. <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, I mean, you never know. Great choice. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, I can just tell you from, from my experience, so watching uh, the company grow, uh, Adams definitely had a huge impact on, on the company, and he's not going to take credit, uh, which is what a true leader does. He doesn't take credit for that. But, um, you know, when we talk about watching the company grow, do you remember how many employees we had when you took over as CEO? Just rough, because I roughly know you have around, all that information up there. So. Roughly around 60 or 65, I think, is yeah. what we had. Um, and in that, we've grown a couple different ways as I've been CEO in just six years, and we've tried a couple of things. And I think our current path we're on right now, which has been about a, about a 24 to 30 month path, um, is the correct way to do it through more of an organic um, referral based um, growth where yeah. we've really gone out and tried to invest and reinvest and cultivate what we already have here, our, our current talent, um, and use their sphere of influence and their their people in the business that they know to attract their friends and their talent and it creates a like-minded we're recruiting similar people and it, it really creates a cohesive environment here that i think does well it, it really does and so um what is and we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of of the culture here and, and some of the things we have but before we do that i, I just want to know like what's something that i don't know about you or somebody like unless you're you're lucy newman or that's his wife uh somebody close to adam i mean you may know this about me but i mean i guess uh, what surprises most people is um i do most of the cooking at home or actually all <laughs> the cooking at home <laughs> but <laughs> it's just something that i enjoy doing um, uh, the, the folks here are filming us. Um, they, they've been to my house. They know that uh, uh, my kitchen is stocked with uh, pots, pans, and anything <laughs> you need to, need to cook, it's, it's in there. So yeah. um, <clears throat> I, I enjoy it. Um, I can cook uh, a range of things. I uh, try to, you know, uh, try new things all the time. And so it's just something I like to do. Yeah, I actually knew that. Um. <laughs> But most, but most people wouldn't know that. That's good. So uh, we talked about a little bit about the, the tremendous growth really over the years and, and the way you've been approaching it as a leader of the company. Um, one of the things that I think has kind of separated us from other companies and competition is our company culture. And that's really the main reason I wanted to have you on is, is to talk about a company culture. And it's much more difficult to have a company culture in, in a larger company. I would say not impossible, and we've shown that we could do that over the years. Um, but no matter what company size you are, I mean, having a good culture, uh, having a good team around you where people enjoy coming to work, I think is key. Um, so how would you describe our company culture right now at OVM? Well, I think uh, what I would say is one of the first things that I thought was needed when I took over was to have a place that everybody enjoyed to come to, not necessarily to do their job, but actually enjoyed to come to. And that may sound counterproductive, but um, creating an environment of, you know, I, I don't know, just so, a place where you were comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, so when you're comfortable here and you like the people you're with, 
um, I believe everyone's more productive and actually we get more out of them. And if that means spending some more money on the employees themselves through compensation, or that means doing some um, events, um, doing you know uh, lunches, feeding them, um, you know providing some T-shirts or whatever it is, I think you know people are motivated in different ways, and it's not always about dollars and cents. It's not always about whatever, but you've got to create a an environment where everybody you know is is catered to. And when you do that, I think you, um, you've got employees that are willing to work a little bit harder for you. You've got employees that are, um, enjoy coming to work and it creates a, a atmosphere that others want to come work for you, which enables the growth. Yeah. Okay. That's a wrap, guys. Uh, that's pretty much all you needed to know about company culture in, in one sentence. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that was so much in there that that I want to you know try to unpack a little bit of that um, individually. You said a lot of keys in there, and so one thing that you talked about was treating your team well, mm -hmm. and so uh, you talked about compensation, obviously, but that wasn't everything. No, you it's never everything. You mentioned making uh, the team feel comfortable when they come into the office, and so. Um, Get a little bit more specific for us. Like, what do you mean? What do you provide um, that makes it's them feel more comfortable? Gone everything from um, how our offices used to appear from appearance. Yeah. Um, with more of the darker tones and old school bank furniture and bank, you know, <laughs> uh, art on the wall to um, more of a modern, clean, white, um, open area. A little more um, light, you know, a lot of light. A little more freedom amongst the people, you know, whether it's a ping pong table here, uh, you know, free snacks and back in the ops or whatever it is. It's just uh, in an, an, air, an open, um, you know, areas, um, just a pleasant place to come into. You know, you're not going to be stuck in a dark, stingy closet like I was when I first started. And that was no, you know, it's just that's that's what was, you know, there. And I, you know, I think it was important to, to open that up and. We were growing at a time when um, I guess, you know, all these dot com places and stuff were also growing. You see, you know, you got to attract talent. I'm not saying we we're competing with talent for, from Google, um, but we were certainly competing with talent locally. Um, yeah. Other mortgage companies were doing some similar stuff as far as uh, creating, um, you know, better work environments. And I think it was necessary for us to not only keep up with them, but maybe um, excel and, and do better than they did so that when people were looking for a job, they looked here first. Yeah, and I think that's proven to be true. We we have a great team at OVM. I mean, really, from top to bottom in every department, uh, from new to old. And so, one thing I wanted to ask you as you were uh, saying that, one thing I was thinking about is how do you let people have freedom and let people uh, have fun, basically, and feel comfortable at work, and at the same time hold them accountable to their job? Because I think that sometimes is a struggle because we all want our team to have fun and be comfortable. But how do you balance that with the accountability piece? And, and you know you've got to trust your managers. You got to trust the people you have, and and who the rules that they they kind of apply the different departments. Each department can be uh, managed a little bit differently, and each individual can be managed a little differently. Um, but if you've got the right people making those decisions, um, they know who they can allow a little bit more flexibility with. They know who they've got to be a little more um, strict with. And at the end of the day, if it's done and everyone's kind of treated fairly, it wor it works well. Yeah. And um, I think that's just what we're looking for. Yeah, definitely. And so you mentioned the leaders and the managers that you have. And so, um, you know, as small business owners, as you're growing your business, we talk a lot about this on, on the podcast and is hiring great leaders um, and, and trusting your leaders. And so over the years, 
Um, how have you identified some of the leaders that you've put in key positions or, or what, I guess, what are the qualities, the characteristics you're looking for in, in the leadership team that you have? Luckily, there were some good leaders here that and were just, um, you know, in different roles. And what we found, you know, is if we, the more responsibilities we gave them, the more they actually excelled. And I think that's what you're looking for in a lot of people is as you give them responsibility, how do they react and how do they grow? And when you get the positive response, then that, those are the ones you want to reward quickly and, and you know elevate to a different position. And that, that's where you're going to find it. And they're then able to do the same with the people underneath them. And I, they treat them the way that they were treated. And it, it creates uh, you know, a much better level of growth and a um, you know, level of retention. Um, one of the things you know, we're most proud of is not only our ability to recruit, but our ability to retain. Yeah. And, you know, our ops staff, although we have a lot of new folks here, that's because we've grown, but we haven't lost a lot of the old folks too. We have a lot of the ones that are here before even I was here. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you mentioned in that, uh, the, uh, the sentence where we could have just wrapped up, it was a couple sentences, uh, <laughs> but one thing you mentioned was uh, having fun. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, what are some of the things that, that you've kind of um, led the charge on here at OVM that, that helps everybody have a little bit of fun while they're at work? Well, we try to have fun as often as we can. Um, we do try to do um, a, like a group lunch um, at least twice a, a month, yeah. um, when that, whether that's a food truck or when the weather's a little colder in here in the office. Um, during those, we'll do raffles and give away stuff, and I think that just creates a, you know, a little bit of a liveliness. Um, we try to do some stuff outside of work. Last 18, 24 months with COVID, that's been a little uh, mm. little more difficult of a task. So we've done some things where we've sent some, you know, prizes, or not prizes, some things to people that are working from home, um, some, you know, care packages, things like that. Um, we've always had a fairly um, decent uh, charitable arm where we try to do um, outside events. And some of our outside events are through charities where we have golf tournaments or charity parties where we're not only raising money, but getting the employees involved. Yeah. Um, we just recently, every Columbus day um, was a, a, a work day or a volunteer day, impact day. Yeah, um, I think what marketing day. likes to call it. Um, <laughs> where, you know, we, we bring in, uh, whether it's um, rock solid in the past or this past year, uh, mercy drops where we get involved in the community and we get, you know, 50 to 60% participation with our employees where they don't have to work that day. They just have to volunteer. And it's great. I mean, th those are the types of things, though, that they remember. They're, you know, rewarding in and of itself outside of work, but through work. So it's just, another, you know, some of the other stuff we do that I think cultivates and, and, and adds up to being a fun environment to work work here. Yeah, and I think one of the things that, that we've done well here, and, and you've been the leader in this, is, is sharing in the success and celebrating the wins as, as a company um, and as a team. And so one thing we always did is, is have a, um, a pretty big party at the beginning of the year celebrating the previous year. Mm -hmm. And so last year with COVID, we weren't able to get every, everybody together. And I thought you and the leadership team underneath you came up with a great idea to kind of get everybody involved. And I think every business owner now has tried to had to think outside the box with some of the restrictions and guidelines in place. But could you tell the audience a little bit about uh, what you were able to pull off and how, in my opinion, I thought it went great and how the company reacted to that? 
Well, we had a, a, a virtual award show that actually went better than some of our in-person <laughs> award shows. <laughs> um, it went pretty good. But we, we uh, really knew that if we were going to do it virtually, um, there were certain things you couldn't do the normal way. So we actually had to prepare a little bit more um, for it um, and have some more in-depth slides. And um, our, our marketing team um, here at OBM and uh, some of the other um, uh, people here, Kim Markham and Nikki Troutman, um, did a great job of really getting a lot of people involved, whether it was here at the headquarters or, or outside, um, and put on a production that I, I actually think was probably our best one yet. And so this year, going back to live, most likely, uh, we have a lot to live up to um, <laughs> from a virtual standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. That, that was really good. And I, I you know, just being uh, one of the people on the call, I thought it went great and able to get the, the team involved, which I thought was key. And so, um, you know, one of the other things you talk about and we've talked about individually is the loyalty um, and taking care of your loyal people and then hiring well. Um, so could you elaborate a little bit on the loyalty piece and how important is that to you and your culture here at OVM? I mean, I think any, any company, um, you know, I mean, loyalty could also, I guess, create you know a stale environment, but that, that that's not the intent of loyalty. Um, the intent of loyalty is that you've got people that have been here, understand what you're about, and and, and help create the, the the good parts, and and uh, you know help that culture and that environment grow and thrive. And I think you know we have done a good job with our, our very key employees, whether that be sales or operations. Of maintaining them and being and, and, and staying here, and I think, um, you know, whether it's myself or other leaders here, I think we've been very fair um, to all of our um, uh, employees. Um, try to be as open and honest with them as we can, and you know, going forward, that's how we'll maintain it, and that's how we'll continue to grow and, and survive and, and and do well in the uh, mortgage industry. So when you're looking at a, at a team member or a leader or really anybody, how much emphasis do you put on loyalty compared to their actual ability to do the job? Because I think that's something that we all struggle with because you want to take care of your loyal people. Uh, and like you said, you don't want to create a stale environment where things aren't growing and things aren't progressing. So how much emphasis do you put on that loyalty? I, you know, I guess it depends on the person, uh, you know, our, our, our loyal um, employees that are also uh, great contributors and are um, positive influences on our work community, I think are something you don't want to lose. Yeah. Um, we have some employees that have been around a long time and may not be as posi as a positive influence on the whole work environment. And those I'm not saying we want to lose anybody, but, you know, you can sometimes take a risk mm -hmm. there or not. But it, it's always about, you know, people that do their job and um, enjoy coming to work and the people around them enjoy them being at work are the ones you can't live without. And, you know, you've got to recognize that and be willing to do anything to keep them. Yeah, I, I've always personally on my team, I've always valued loyalty um, really above all else. I, I would say and you may or may not agree, <laughs> but it sounds like you do agree. But for me, I would take a loyal person. If I had two people that are same ability or not same, if my loyal person's a little bit worse at their actual job than a non-loyal person. And so I'm, I'm taking the loyal person all day long because I can, I feel like as a leader, you can mold and you can create what you're looking for to get them up to that level. And, and so obviously, you need people around you and leaders around you 
that are also going to share the same vision and the same goals that you have. And so uh, we talked a lot on previous podcasts about making sure that they're all like-minded, that they want your company to win at the end of the day. And so for you, obviously, uh, and us, they want OVM to win at the end of the day. That's what loyalty is. You're looking out for the company. You're looking out for the bottom line. When we're not around, um, are you supporting the company? And I think when you have those people around you, um, it just makes it a lot easier. So as a business owner, uh, whatever business you're in, um, hiring those key leaders, we talk a lot about, they, they need to be a reflection of you, the company, um, and the goals that, uh, that you have and the vision for the company. Mm-hmm. So you do agree? Okay, great. Yes, <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't always agree with you, it's great. Uh, I, let's, let's talk about that a little bit, how us not agreeing I think is actually a good thing. And so uh, obviously Adam and I are, are colleagues. Uh, technically, he's my boss on paper. But technically, he's the boss on the work chart. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of a weird relationship, but I, I know with working for you for so long that um, I know that I can come to you and say anything, and you don't get offended, um, and you don't um, take it personal. And, and I do believe as a leader, whether you're CEO or whether you're a manager of your department, whatever company you work at, not getting offended is is key. So... <laughs> I don't know if there's a key to this, but how do you not get offended when I come to you and, and say things that uh, you could be offended by? I don't know why I'm not offended, but I never <laughs> have uh, taken personal offense to a lot of things. I think, um, uh, you know, there, there, that is, a, I guess, a, a trait that I, I have. I, I don't know, but, I, you know, I, I definitely want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, and that's even if... Um, they've done something, uh, you know, wrong. I, I, I want to give them the opportunity to correct it. And, you know, there is no such thing as a bad idea as far as I'm concerned. Um, might be the wrong idea, but it's not bad to have an idea. Um, and I think it's important that sometimes, you know, people around here get mad, and I understand that. I get mad, too. And, you know, it's how we react from that or how we react from, uh, you know, making a mistake. And I, I think, you know, so the best parts about OVM are some of the mistakes we made and, you know, some people we've hired that were, were not a good fit and we were able to grow and learn that they weren't. And I think it's key that what we've done over the last six years, I mean, I'm willing to make, admit that, you know, I've probably made more mistakes than I have, you know, things that went right. But the things that went right are because we made those mistakes and learned from them. And, and if we didn't do that, um, we wouldn't be where we were or wouldn't be where we're headed. So I think that's that's where I would go with that. Yeah, I think the key there is, is humbleness as a leader, uh, as a business owner. Like, just being humble to be able to take criticism and 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 not taking it personal. I think it, I definitely think that's a gift that you have. But really, every business owner, we, we all have to work on that if that's not something you're naturally gifted at, is to um, – really just kind of take a step back because even if it's something that you don't think you did wrong or the company did wrong, you still need to look at it like you say, is like there could be something in there. No idea is a bad idea and no criticism is necessarily wrong. It doesn't mean you do everything, right? Because you probably get a lot of ideas, yeah. uh, you know, from some of the other owners that you don't do. All the good ideas typically come from, from me, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was not humble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, totally kidding. Um, so, 
we talked a little bit about um, the loyalty and how important that is. Uh, one thing I think you do great and our team does great, and it's not just you, obviously, but um, creating opportunities for the leadership to have input in some of the major decisions. And so tell us how that's kind of um, happened over the years and, and, and how that I'm goes. I'm going to step away from that for a little bit and just say that, that one uh, I, I, there is one unique part of my job, and Matt's kind of mentioned it with uh, some, some <laughs> jokes over here, is that um, I am not an owner, and, and he is, and there are three other owners. And each one of them, as Matt just kind of mentioned, has a very unique perspective um, on how things should sometimes be run. And I think what part of what Matt was saying in our last statement is how do I determine which piece of each one of their ideas to take and, and you know use going forward. And that is a difficult decision. I mean, they all own different percentages too. I can't say we're gonna take 50% of one because they own 50% of the company. Um, but what I can say is that they do all have valuable ideas um, and good ideas. And it's usually a, a, cul a culmination of the four of their thoughts that are put together usually to make decisions you know, with how we go forward. And they may not always get what they want, but they've learned that if we kind of take each other, each of their inputs along with the leaders of the company, um, we're going to usually come to the right decision. And I think that's something that I think you know is is a little unique to this um, the setup we have here. Very unique, actually. <laughs> uh, so basically, he takes all of our ideas. Um, and somehow convinces us that it was our idea <laughs> <laughs> and that it's it's our idea and then makes it work. It is actually very unique. Um, you know, I, I will tell you this as an owner, um, we don't have a lot to do with the day-to-day -day operations. And so I really believe that the success um, of the company and some of the difficulties, you know, we've probably caused, <laughs> but the success obviously comes from, from Adam's leadership and, and you know, not to get... Um, you know, too emotional here, but we appreciate you. Um, Thank you, man. You know, he has threatened us physically before, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which helps that he probably could, uh, you know, beat me up. I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> um, anyway, so creating opportunities for the leaders and ha giving them the input on, their, on the decisions, um, I think is one of the keys that you've done to help establish the culture here. Uh, one thing, too, that I wanted to bring up um, is being able to give people direct feedback um, to help them grow. So I think sometimes as leaders, we all can be guilty of this when you're growing a business and you're the leader of businesses. Sometimes we just sweep stuff under the rug um, instead of um, addressing things head on and giving direct feedback um, is one of the things that I think is great, not only from you, but some of our managers um, to be able to help the team grow. Well, I think in this business, um, you know, there's so much change, not only from internal sources, but external sources. Um, you know, our business isn't controlled by just the consumer. It's also controlled by, you know, the government in some respects and other um, investors and um, banks that have a lot of influence on, on how we move forward, uh, whether that's through rate policy or um, just strict sheer paperwork you know we, we don't make a lot of those decisions and so um, our business is always evolving whether it's technology whether it's any of that stuff and if we don't allow our managers you know time to kind of correct and teach and um, you know fix and we just demanded things be fixed right away with no explanation we would not be growing and it's important that when a mistake is made they a, a you know we figure out the source of the problem, um, 
you know, we, we, we come to a resolution and then we teach from that point forward. And I think that is a very important part in how we, we have grown because instead of just putting a patch on it, we've actually made, a, made a, uh, an actual direction shift and fixed some of the source issues. Yeah, so a lot of stuff there. Uh, one more question before we kind of wrap up. So a lot of the, the people listening to the, to the podcast maybe are uh, individual loan officers with a small team. Uh, maybe a real estate agent with a few employees, or it could just be like an electrician that has three employees, right? Small business. Mm -hmm. So as a small business owner, um, do you think some of the keys of creating a good culture can be applied to a small business just like it does in a large business? Absolutely. You know, anything scalable. In, in, in that case, you know, that small business owner, that electrician with three employees is you know, he still has to act as a leader and an owner and uh, make decisions that are best for the company. And a lot of times, you know, it might be a hard decision, but you know, whether it's to let one of those electricians go or to go hire the next one, um, you know, what jobs to accept. But uh, yeah, I mean, everything we do is, is, is all relatable to any business, uh, you know. I mean, there's no difference. It's just, you know, it's just the scale of the operation. Yeah, so just to sum it up, if you're a small business owner, a large business owner, all right, we could have probably wrapped this up on that one sentence earlier, but we really had to dive in a little bit deeper. But um, here, here's some of the things that Adam has said that are keys, just to kind of wrap up. Treat your team well, right? Take care of your people, take care of your loyal people. Share in the success. Celebrate the wins. Um, I know for me personally, I sometimes can be so focused on the next goal uh, that I forget to celebrate the wins, but celebrate the wins when they happen, then move on to the next goal. Uh, one thing that I think Adam's led great here at OVM is having fun. We love to have fun. So if you're a small business, large business, like let's have some fun with your team, create opportunities, whether it's a food truck at the office or whether it's taking your team out to dinner or having them over to your house. I know Adam wants to have the whole company over so he can cook since he loves the cook, you know, a few people. Your neighbors might not like that. Um, neighbors will be over too. <laughs> uh, you know, create opportunities. I think one thing that we miss as leaders is like getting, uh, getting your team's input on the big decisions. It doesn't mean you listen to everything that they say. Um, well, you do listen. It just doesn't mean that you execute and do everything they say because they don't always have the whole picture um, that you have as the leader, but always give them the opportunity to do that. Um, the other piece is giving direct feedback to people, right? Don't sweep stuff under the rug. Give direct feedback. Um, and just make the workplace comfortable, right? No matter where that is, and, you know, you may have to think outside the box with some ideas like Adam and the leadership team did when we had to do our award ceremony online. Um, but make it fun, make it comfortable. Uh, I think those are the keys that I picked up on. Is there anything you wanted to add there? No, just that, you know, we could have this conversation a year and so these answers would be different just based on the, the timing and what we had to do. But at the end of the day, the, the motives and the, everything would, you know, would, would still be would be very similar. Just the execution could be completely different. Yeah, and I think we talk a lot about, you know, we've learned a lot, but we don't know everything. Adam would be the first one to admit that. I'd be the first one to admit that. So as leader, we all, leaders, we always have to be growing, uh, which we are. So... Thank you so much for coming on. Um, just to kind of sum it up, uh, Adam does owe me a bottle of wine right now uh, for a bet that I recently won. And so I know you were going to bring that on with you. You probably forgot. I forgot, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but 
No, seriously, thank you. Uh, honestly, I can say that that your leadership here at OVM it has made a huge impact on the company. And as an owner, we appreciate you, but I know the team does too. So hopefully, as a business owner or a leader of any organization, department, no matter what uh, business you're in, hopefully you picked up something on, on the company culture that has been established here. And really, we look forward to the next episode. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you. <laughs>